0: The business station.
1: BFM eighty nine point nine. Good morning. You are listening to the morning run. It's 6 a.m. on Thursday, the 2nd of June. We are a merry threesome today. I'm Shazana Mukhtar with Tan Chin Lee and Kusu Chuang. Good morning. Good morning indeed.
2: Good morning. Merry-, merry threesome. Merry Threesome. Well, I wouldn't go around and say that too loud, okay? If I was you, it's got some interesting connotations.
0: Depends on how you
1: think about it, Chuang. And that is the comp that we have this morning uh, on the morning run we are going to be discussing a lot of interesting topics this morning beginning with 715 uh, we are looking at the hotel sector so although guests are returning to hotels the sector is now facing an acute labor shortage we discussed the outlook for the hospitality industry with Christina Toh, president of the
0: Malaysian Association of hotels and then at 7 30 how will the EU oil embargo on Russian exports impact global oil markets Wayne Tanf, of Bloomberg NEF joins us with his analysis.
2: Okay, Psalm 45, we, we have a discussion on something that the Prime Minister wants to bring back in the form of GST, mm. and that discussion will be brought to, with us in terms of expert commentary with Carmelo Felito.
1: We also have polls running on our social media accounts. If you haven't uh, weighed in yet, do weigh in. You can find these polls on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram feeds. We're asking you, uh, what are your thoughts on the possible GSD comeback? Tell us what you think. Will we these results throughout the morning? We'll have all this and more today on The Morning Run. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. The Fleet Foxes with Ragged Wood kick starting our morning. It's Thursday, the 2nd of June. I'm. Shazana Mokdar with Kusu Chuang and Tan Chen we are The Morning Run. Now, the first story of the day. We're looking at this article from The Economist, uh, l- exploring the curious industry of ASMR. Chenli, why don't you walk us through what this article is about? When we say-
0: <laughs> 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 why are you laughing, Chuang?
2: <laughs> laughing, laughing, laughing. Uh, all Not right. Laughing. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, back to our article. ASMR, I hope some of you are familiar with it. It actually means for uh, Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Very full words over there, but ASMR in short. Do you guys watch ASMR videos on YouTube?
2: I have, actually. <laughs> I must confess.
0: <laughs>
1: I don't intentionally watch them, but as you know, I'm a prolific TikTok user. So sometimes it will come up on my live stream videos of people doing funny things with the mic, bringing brushes out, yeah. or crinkling pieces of paper or plastic. Our
0: cooking videos, actually, I've I've met, I mean, I've watched a lot of it. Actually, uh, people cooking and making ASMR uh, videos of these uh, cooking videos. So they would actually use, uh, they, you know, they maybe for example, they bake a cake. Then they would break the egg, and then with the uh, the whiskey and all that. So they record the sound and they use special mics for it. I think those are which are really sensitive. And sometimes, I, you know, it, it's quite, um, I would say, calming to watch these videos because I somehow think that, you know, it's very quiet and all you hear are these things. It, it calms me down. I don't know whether it has the same effect on you guys.
2: Yeah, you know what? I've analysed this before because the ASMR videos that I watch mm-hmm. are quite uh, esoteric, let's just say. okay, I, I watch these Japanese guys that travel solo on their motorbikes, classic motorbikes, and then go camping in the jungle, well, forest in Japan, and then they don't talk. And the videos are like 30, 40 minutes long. They don't talk for the whole duration of the trip or or for the video. And then it shows them setting up the tent, setting up their fire and their food, and then they're eating. And it's predominantly about eating, you know, something quite uh, nice, quite healthy and they cook steaks in the forest and the whole video, no, no, no... uh, And how many
0: views is that video?
2: Millions, millions, no vocals at all and it's about the log fire burning at night it's about the cooking of the steak on the pan it's about the river flowing through the woods and it's about him setting up the tents it's fantastic, and I love watching it because it, it does two or three things. First of all, it satisfies my, my wanderlust. Second of all, I quite like classic motorcycles. Third of all, I quite like traveling. And fourth of all, the sun is very calming. And then I, I analyze that, right? Why are these things so um, uh, intoxicating? I think it's because we live in very troubled lives, and we are stressed out, and we are bombarded by all kinds of nonsense from politicians and news flow, and then we just crave the need for solitude and for peace.
0: Yeah. Oh. Apparently, the first company in the world who actually sees this ASMR uh, phenomenon, I would mm. call it, is IKEA. So they really? actually, Yeah, they did a 25-minute video in 2017. Something of I that length that you like... I think they're just taking
2: credit for something which is always existed <laughs> like these people.
0: I'm wondering, when you watch these Inva, videos, Naughty, Chuang,
2: Naughty. Yeah,
1: you, you do have to watch and listen at the same time. So it's not just about the sound or it's not just about the video. There's that combination of... Of what's happening in the video and pictures as well, I suppose mm, that's mm. that's the appeal that it has yeah, for you. Yeah, it's yeah. never just about audio
2: alone. No, you have to watch it as well. It but but it's an it's an extra sensory thing. So you got to you got your sight and you've also got your your sound. And actually, according I'll share the video with you, Shaz. <laughs> sure. Okay. Sounds it's, like you're quite interested.
1: I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't. To be honest, it doesn't sound like I'd spend forty minutes watching it. You know, I might put it in or the background like as I'm as I'm knitting, for example, or, or as I'm doing something else. Because I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I I am not. Um, s- Particular to ASMR, I don't have that reactions, those sensory reactions. It doesn't, it doesn't do much for me. It's more of, this is really, for me, it's, I'm looking at it as a curious observer. It's, it's more of a novelty
0: than anything else. Well, I don't have the kind of tingling uh, sensation as what the article is saying as well. Uh, but apparently, according to um, a researcher, they say that a powerful ASMR triggers are actually tactile rather than auditory or visual. So it's more than just visual and also uh, audio. So, you also have to have that tactile side of things.
2: Oh, really? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I just just like watching the videos. God, man. Really, yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, you know, tell us what you think. Have you? Do you watch ASMR videos? What kind of ASMR do you watch? Um, and uh, what do you think this all means and what the industry uh, looks like moving forward? You can WhatsApp us at 0187898899 or tweet us at BFM Radio. We're heading into some messages. And when we come back, uh, we're going to be discussing a gentleman named Tony Robbins. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Solitude is Bliss by Tame Impala. I think that should be the soundtrack to your ASMR our videos, Chuang, of that uh, Japanese band camping in the wilderness uh, cooking by the fireside. Um, I think solitude sounds it looks very blissful from it the does, videos. doesn't it? i 'm Shazana Shazanaavotar, that was Kusu Chuang. We also have Tan Chen Li in studio this morning six eighteen on a Thursday, the second of June. Now, Chuang, you are bringing us the next story it 's a discussion involving Tony Robbins, who is this man?
2: Tony Robbins is this motivation guru he 's very widely followed. His events are like attract um, participants from all over the world. so anyway, so the reason why I chose the story is because um. It's, it's relating to what we discussed earlier. There's a lot of like um, troubled souls in the world, right? And I wanted to talk about, about this video because he was on this podcast and I think Jake Paul's podcast, Jake Paul, the YouTuber, right? Also
1: very controversial. Also
2: very controversial. Anyway, so, so Tony Robbins said there's three things, three decisions you make on a daily basis, almost unconsciously, which control your life. And most of the time we make them unconsciously and they drive depression and anxiety and stress within our lives. And those three things are this, right? the things that you that you either have or you don't have which is what your mind focus on right so for, for a lot of people they focus on things which they don't have rather than things they have and then that troubles them they they, they focus on on, on on events in either in the past present or future which also trouble them right and sometimes people focus on things in the future which they which they cannot have any uh, um, control over and that that, that stresses them out and there's also things like um, e- events which um, which they which they also focus on, which they cannot have. No, sorry. Things which they can or cannot control. Okay? Which you have control over or things which you cannot have control over. And those three decisions made unconsciously on a daily basis drive the state of your mind.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Right?
2: I, I, so things which you don't, oh, I wish I had a bigger car, I wish I had a bigger house, I wish I had more possessions, da 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 And that makes a lot of people unhappy. Right?
0: Yeah. Mm, I think I'm totally guilty of that Un- yeah. Unconsciously, I do go through these, these thoughts throughout the day I would be thinking, if I made this decision, uh, say, five years ago Would I have become something else today? I, I sometimes think about those things And it's yeah. like, and what's what for, right? you know. I talked about this with my husband And he'll be thinking, like, why are you thinking about the past? Things that you cannot control
2: Yeah, and, and a lot of people talk about being in the present, right? Because if you think about the past, the past you cannot change Because the mm. past has happened Things in the future you cannot control because a lot of them are events which are out of your control. If you stay in the present and you enjoy the present, such as we are having a fantastic conversation now, then it's, it's, it's great and it's being in the present, right? And then of course the other things is like um, you know the other events which are out of your control. You know?
1: So what your what t- Tony Robbins is advocating for is mind over matter.
2: Yeah, and focusing on things which you have and uh, uh, which you which is within y- your realm of, of influence, rather than things you cannot control, which you know depress you.
1: Well, that sounds like pretty common sense advice. Actually, it doesn't it does. sound like rocket science. It sounds like something that um, that that I, I feel that we've heard that advice from different people all, all along. Why does it Why does it resonate so much with you? Coming from Tony Robbins,
2: I uh, did. Why the source of the information doesn't really matter. Um, the fact that th- It's it's distilled to these three decisions that are made unconsciously on a daily basis, which which drive the state of our mind. And I think we don't put enough um, um, credence into that. I think a lot of human beings, we focus on the externals rather than what's internals. We spend so much time and money and resources and, and research and development on the material world. We don't spend enough time on our cerebral states, our health, our body, what's inside our brain.
1: So what would be the f- this first steps towards... It's very. E- it's one of those things that I feel is very easy to say, but I yeah. suppose to put it into practice consistently in order to change our thought patterns, mm. that takes effort, yeah? And that takes time. Mm. So what has worked for you, Chuang, in terms of, I guess, changing that thought process, right? Like avo- uh, limiting, focusing on regrets and looking more on what what can be done today onwards.
2: Yeah, I, I actually have known about these philosophies for a long time and I actually do because, you know, um, once you start switching your mind to these things so for example I focus on what I have rather than what I don't have and I'm quite happy with what I have so I don't chase a lot of material things anymore um, mm. I also focus on the, the present right for example having fun today and being on air is fun you know being mm. on there with smart people is fun and you know being able to discuss things of importance is fun so I focus on that rather than in the future and, you know, you, you can't control the future, right? You, can, you can't control the past. This has happened, right?
0: And what exactly is the aspect in life that you think is important to cherish right now? I mean, I mean, if I were to think about Mike, in my case, I would think that it would be the relationship with people. Yeah. Right, right. Instead of thinking about material stuff, like you said, the relationship and the people around me um, and how I spend time with them um, is more important.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and you know, as children, right? Uh, when you have when you have kids, right, or, or when you have parents, like, let's just say that, right? Mm-hmm. You 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 because you're living with them and you're constantly with them, and a lot of things that they do really irk you, right? So so then you you th- you, you 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 tend to forget that they are only that age at that one time, mm-hmm. and then within like like, yeah. like tomorrow they're a date older, and a year from now they're a year older. And they're not the same person they they are going to be today at this point in time.
0: Exactly. Or with your parents.
2: Yeah, exactly. Because
0: they may not be around anymore. Exactly. And, and, you know, sometimes even with your friends, because they may be, you know, you're thinking, okay, I'm going to meet my friend uh, maybe next month or next week. But you never know. Sometimes things happen and they may not be around anymore. Because like yesterday, I was just hearing about the death of a friend. But yes, Mm. you know, things like that can happen to you. So it's very much about cherishing what you have now. Yeah. And not thinking about regrets, you know, things that you could have. Have, you should have done in the past, you know, or in that, in that sense. All right.
1: Well, your Thursday reflections, Thursday morning reflections, practice gratitude, live in the present. Tell us, how do you do these things? What uh, challenges your thought processes and, and how do you overcome that? You can WhatsApp us, 0187898899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We're heading into the 6.30 a.m. News Bulletin. Stick around because we will be checking out the global headlines after that and very aptly, uh, because of our discussion, taking you to the news is Led Zeppelin with Fool in the Brain. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. That was John Mayer with New Light. We're The Morning Run, joining you as you wait for First Light on Thursday, the 2nd of June. It's 6.39 in the morning. It's that time of day when we take a look at what's making headlines around the world. Chuang, why don't you start us off with what's caught your eye this morning?
2: Well, Meta, uh, still known as Facebook on the Bloomberg ticker, lost $11.5 billion in market value last night. You know why? Sheryl Sandberg is stepping down as COO.
1: Sheryl Sandberg. Sandberg she is, is such down. an institution at Facebook. Mm-hmm. She's been there from the very beginning. She's as omnipresent a, a, a part of Meta as is Mark Zuckerberg.
0: Fourteen years in Meta or Facebook, as you used to call, and as COO, actually, that was the position that she's uh, that is the position she's still holding until she steps down. And of course, she's the one who's the she who headed or heads the company's advertising business. She's uh, definitely drove the company to where it is today. Uh, she probably did a lot of work there and turning the company profitable.
2: Yeah, very capable person. She's a Democrat. I didn't know that. She was the former chief of staff for Lauren Summers, actually, uh, the last treasury secretary formerly. And she drove the business to $120 billion advertising behemoth. But for me, she's quite seminal for the th- 2013 book she wrote called Lean In, mm. and which really, um, I think to some extent, Pat uh, created some kind of parity in gender uh, diversity across uh, corporate boardrooms all over the world.
0: That's right. And I think there's a lot of saying right now because uh, with her stepping down and a few other female um, executives who also stepped down from Meta, there is a lot of questions asking right now about the, the topic of diversity, Whether what are they going to do with about with that because it's pretty much all men now.
2: Yeah, well, not really la, but still. Well, I mean there's there's some board. ways to go, yeah. I yeah. mean
0: Sheryl Sandberg is one of those very
1: visible women tech leaders. Um That's right. if when when she leaves the uh top positions of Meta, you know, who's going to fill that vacuum? Yeah. She will still remain a member of the board, mm-hmm. um but uh we need to see a rising crop of young women tech leaders. I think there is still a push towards there needs to be more of a push towards that outcome. Um other stories.
2: If anybody thinks Elon Musk is a nice guy, sorry, (laughs) he's told all his workers in Tesla to go back to work physically in, in, in a Tesla office, not some remote outpost somewhere. He says that anyone who wishes to do remote work must be in the office for a minimum, bracket, and I mean minimum, of 40 hours per week or depart Tesla or depart Tesla. That's interesting, right?
0: Yes. And he also said that those who oppose should go pretend to work somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) And I like the title of the email. It's called To Be Super Clear. You know, it's very, very straight to the point. So pretty, I mean, very Elon Musk, if you
2: ask me. Actually, the subject line says remote work is no longer acceptable, except that he didn't spell acceptable correct.
1: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So his spell check was not on. Uh, But again, yeah, like you said, this is very on brand for him. He is known to be quite the domineering boss. He's got very uh, set ideas about how he feels an office should be run and how an office should function. And he has issued that call for his workers to come back to the office. Uh, I think there have been comparisons made with Twitter's um, environment. And if he takes over Twitter, how will that affect, um, I guess, employees who are worked who are used to a more relaxed uh, pace of work, perhaps. We shall wait and see.
0: Yes, and speaking of work and also tech, Singapore tech salaries may soar up to thirty percent in two years, according to uh, Straits time, Actually, because there's a lot of um, uh, hiring boom as companies work on the digital digital transformation, as startups and also Chinese tech firms, our tech firms are actually expanding in Singapore. So there's a, a, um, of course, you know, rush for uh, hiring talents, and that's why the like driving um, salaries up. So, you know, for, your, for those, of you, those of you who's actually in the tech side and looking for a new job, maybe, you know, consider Singapore.
2: The same thing is happening in Penang, actually, uh, because of the electronics and semiconductor boom that's happening and the fact that supply chains have been disrupted. And you need, I think I heard, I read somewhere that, that Penang itself is short of about 8,000 uh, technology workers, and these are programmers, engineers, and things like that, right? And this is related to what is happening in China for for Apple. Because I, Apple, for the first time ever, is moving iPad production out of China. And the beneficiary of that move is Vietnam. Wow. So there's a shortage of technology workers in the region. And there's also this this, this move of, of investment away from China into ASEAN and, and specifically uh, country, countries like Singapore, Vietnam, and to some lesser degree, Penang, or Malaysia, lah, really? Mm.
1: I had a very interesting conversation with the CEO of Synergens on the breakfast grill yesterday, uh, Lai, y- Lai Yin Choi, and he spoke about this um, movement, Chuang. He believes that countries like Thailand, Vietnam, Malaysia, we stand to benefit um, from, as, I suppose, an exodus of companies leaving China, or or he describes it as a plus-one strategy. So while they may not leave China entirely, they are going to look to build factories elsewhere in order to mitigate any supply chain disruptions, and he thinks that our region is prime location for that, and uh, we should be capitalizing on that moving forward. Whether uh, our, our government has the policies in place to be able to attract those investments, that is the big question that we're all looking at at the moment, yeah?
0: Hmm, I think that will be interesting as well. And, well, if you talk about um, how booms are happening in the tech sector, there's another boom that's happening which, in the sector, which is oil sector. Uh, with that, um, I want to talk about this article on bloom actually it talks about middle east ipos on track for best ever first half as oil surges as we all know oil prices is really you know going up and down but it's been going up recently and there's a lot of listing in the region that so far they have raised 11.4 billion dollars already this year which is really good in terms of ipos
1: so it's interesting yeah so on one hand you've got this whole esg movement this whole push towards renewable energy but at the same time we're seeing a supply crunch which is a uh, encouraging investors to put more investment into fossil fuels and oil and gas. So how will these forces play out um, in the long term? I think that's what everyone is debating at the moment, in which way it, the world needs to pivot.
2: Yeah, the whole crumbling of that net zero ambition at COP26 is, is, is really in large part precipitated by this whole Russia-Ukraine crisis. Mm. At one point in time, Apple was the most valuable company in the world, nearly $3 trillion. Not Aramco is obviously the most um, Valuable and continues to be so because of where oil prices is. I think JP Morgan this morning as well put out a note saying that by the end of this year, oil will be $136 per barrel.
1: Yeah. Well, we will be discussing oil markets a little later on the show at 7.30 a.m. with Wayne Than of Bloomberg NEF, so stick around for that conversation. 6.46 in the morning, we're heading into some messages. We'll come back with a look at what's making headlines in our local newspapers and portals. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. UB 40 with Red Red Wine. Such a chillax way to start Thursday, the 2nd of June. It's 6.50 in the morning. It's that time of day where we take a look at what's making headlines in our local newspapers and portals.
0: Chen Li, what's caught your eye no more subsidy for chicken breeders from july 1st says our prime minister and the subsidy will instead be channeled directly to people who are in need of assistance uh, adding that this was also aimed at assuring, ensuring that people are not um, they're not
1: uh, i guess uh, what's that they're not um, burdened right Correct. burdened yes. by the because we have seen how um this this uh, the shortage of supply of chicken supply has created uh, these Really, price constraints on a lot of things. Um, That's right.
0: Yes, and of course, also um, the chicken cartel that uh, our government has been investigating. <laughs> chicken
2: cartel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why are you
2: laughing, John? Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's just you know, it's not not exactly Pablo Escobar stuff, is it? Um,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they're saying well, that it is. Well, you know, no chicken, no problem.
2: Eat something else. I don't know. Go vegetarian or eat less meat. I don't know.
0: Well, but. Well, sometimes you just cannot avoid chicken. But but for those who cannot avoid eating chicken, uh, it's actually final stage right now in terms of the investigation by MyCC or Malaysia Competition Commission. Uh, We'll probably see a detailed report about it maybe sometime in June, which is this month. So yeah. let's wait for that.
1: I mean, I, I find this uh, pretty interesting developments, right? I mean, I think what's happening with our chicken supply is kind of emblematic about what's uh, what, what's concerning Malaysia's food security more broadly. Mm. And the fact that... Um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm curious to see what happens next. Now that the uh, ceiling price has been lifted, um, and the government says that it's not going to give subsidies to chicken farmers, it's going to give subsidies to the people instead. Whether that will actually work to regulate the balance of demand and supply again, I, I I'm not sure. I don't know. We'll have to
0: wait and see. And yeah. I heard that the price of chicken right now, the real price is actually about twelve ringgit instead of eight ninety, which was the ceiling price earlier.
1: Which is understandable given the hike in feed and yeah. commodities prices. A lot Feet. of pressures going on at the moment. Um, but yes, this is something that will continue to percolate in the public discourse. Uh, what other headlines have caught your eye, Chuang?
2: This is not exactly a new story. This happened about two days ago. But I, I think Malaysians or KL people would have read about the, the story about the guy that was found dead in the seat of a luxury sports car a couple of days ago, right? So this story was interesting on three levels for me, the least important of which was the fact that he was actually found dead. The, the two most important reasons was the fact that, first of all, people are willing to, to, to pay a uh, 7500 ringgit per day to rent a luxury sports car. Now, why people do that? You could, have, you, could be, you, you could have a lot of reasons behind that. The first reason was obviously the fact that it took people until 6.42 in the evening to discover that this guy was actually dead in the seat of the car. Why so late? It's the whole day, right? Surely, surely people who walk by the car or passers-by would have realised that something was wrong with the fact that there was this guy slumped in the seat of a McLaren P570 in Pudu in broad daylight and nobody you know, raised the alarm. Um, also like why would people rent you know luxury cars for seven thousand five hundred bucks a day
1: it's amazing it... what the market offers yeah, yeah. just the kinds of right. things that you can purchase or rent um depending on on what 's available
2: i suppose or maybe people just want to show off people just want to, you know people people want other people to think that they own this car and in fact they actually don 't own that car.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. But uh, going to um, more, uh, I guess, more serious news <laughs> here about GE15. Uh, Malaysia Prime Minister, of course, our uh, Ismail Sabri actually said that he would not delay the dissolution of parliament Uh amid continued pressure from his party to hold a general election as soon as possible. So we don't know when this mysterious date would be, but it's something that might happen very soon, it seems.
1: I mean, he was making these comments at the 48th National Convention of Barisa National, yeah? So he was with the component parties of BN. And these comments, this convention comes just days after he had an interview with Nikkei Asia where he hinted, where he signaled that um, now's not really the time to hold GE15 because of high cost of living prices. So I am quite... Curious about this mixed messages, you know, to one audience, you're saying, we're not going to do GE15 quite yet. And to another audience, you're saying, oh, we'll do G- GE15 as soon as possible. And you could see that the uh, president of AMNO Datuk uh, Zaid Hamidi, was really uh, campaigning for GE15 to be held ASAP. Um, so, we're seeing this tussle between um, the head of the party, but also the Prime Minister, who's not the head of mm. Um, What's going to come out of that? What is the, what's the final outcome of it? I think everyone's really waiting to see what happens on that front. All right, it is 6.55 in the morning. If you have not yet, please head over to our Facebook pages and our Twitter account. They're both at BFM Radio. We do have a poll running about GST, also related to comments that Ismail Sabri made recently about how the government is keen to bring GST back what are your thoughts? Do vote and weigh in with your comments. We are heading into the 7am news bulletin and we'll come back with a look at global markets after that. Taking you to the news is the red hot chili peppers with under the bridge BFM 89.9.
2: Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes.
0: BFM 89.9, the business station.